Hello, everyone. Good morning, good afternoon, and night, wherever you are. You are now listening to Greg Talks. My name is Greg. I am 19 years old, and I am currently a student at Community College. So uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about was um, how to get the most out of your creativity and tackling the issue of people saying that they aren't artists. So this is a question, or not really a question, but... um, a statement a lot of people say that, oh, I can only draw stick figures, so that makes me a bad artist, or I wish I could write music, but, you know, I'm, I don't know how to play the piano, or I don't know how to conceptualize, like, a piece of music, and both of those things aren't necessarily true. I mean, of course, you know, there are fundamentals to becoming good at such things. However, um, for people to say that they aren't creative, I think is a lot of bull crap because they are creative and you are creative. The one key to getting the most out of your creativity is that you just have to basically forget about the notion of judgment. Uh, you must basically, you know, just go with the flow with whatever you're trying to create though and stop worrying so much about um, oh, this doesn't look as good as another person's. Oh, I'll never be as good as this person because they were able to do this so much faster. No, forget about that. Once you forget about it, I swear that your art will like take off. But you have to be willing to set aside um, these biases of yourself and just literally just put stuff down on paper. I know for me, like when it came to like uh, my old YouTube videos. My first YouTube video, like it took me so long to create just because I would keep procrastinating and keep thinking about, oh, well, I don't know how to edit or um, I don't know how to have a good script and things of that nature. And it wasn't until like I actually just wrote up something and then just started learning how to edit and just said, you know what, Um, I'm going to stop like I'm going to stop playing around and actually do this. And then once I did it, um, you know, a video actually came to fruition. And that video was, um, for those of you who have watched it, was the kill the kill behind the animation video. Or it was basically giving my review slash analysis of kill the kill. Most of you that have seen that, of course, know that it's pretty sloppily put together. But it was my first piece of work. And it's something I'm still very proud of because, you know, that was you know, something I took a risk and I put it out there and it got, eh, I mean, it got like good reception based on like a first video basis. I don't know how it's doing right now. I know it got like a few hundred views, which is low, but hey, people did watch it and that's what matters. And that's the mentality that you have to have when it comes to creativity. I mean, when you think about, um, you know, old school artists or manga artists for instance and you know how detailed the manga art is do you really think that they like they didn't have the same thoughts that you have about like being judged or you know oh the fact that um Akira Toriyama the author of Dragon Ball like his art is so good or Naruto um the author of that which is Masashi Kishimoto did you really think that they didn't think about like the fact that their art was going to be judged or compared to their contemporaries of course they did you know, it, it's a human thing, but, you know, they essentially just said, I want to make this story that I don't think people have had a chance to experience yet, and I want to put this down on paper, 
and I want to put my perspective on it and share it with the world. And once they did that, it turned into a phenomenon. Yes, it took a lot of hard work, it took a lot of work ethic, but they still accomplished it. And I would definitely challenge you, um, whatever you want to do creatively, just literally do it because no one's going to basically tell you that except for yourself or no one's going to be able to make you do it except for you. And I would hope that you wouldn't want to be, you know, years down the line saying that, oh, like, I wish I would have done that because, you know, at least even if it didn't turn out well, it would have. I would have been proud of the fact that I had the courage to put that out there into the world and share it because somebody is going to be impacted by it no matter um, how they see it. And that kind of brings me into my next point about knowing your own value. Now, this one is a pretty important one to me because um, throughout school, like there were times where... um, when I was working on certain like uh, projects and with school and everything, like I would value myself less in the group because I didn't think I was bringing that much to the table or I didn't really have as much influence in terms of what was being created. And that absolutely just wasn't true because I did bring something to the table and what I was saying mattered to the overall scope of the project. And Nowadays, like I value myself very highly and I think I do have a lot of power. I think my voice is a lot of power and I think what I do and the people I interact with, I think there's like a lot of power within that. And I think today, um, I think, um, I don't, I think a lot of people don't value themselves, um, or don't think they have as much power and as they realize because, Like I mentioned before, everything you say, it impacts somebody. Um, Everything you write down on paper, you know, is going to be read by somebody else and is going to change their way of thinking. And, you know, like I said, your artwork, you know, there's power because it's your voice. Every human perspective is a unique one in its own special way. Um, I feel like we need to definitely motivate each other more to speaking out about things that we care about and that we feel need to be exposed to the overall world because I think there's a lack of that especially with social media like on social media I I feel like everybody um there's so much pressure to basically stand out but at the same token that affects your self-esteem and how much you value yourself though because you know you're doing all this stuff for other people instead of doing it for yourself if you actually focus within on yourself you will stand out so much more because it is you because when you're literally when you're doing things for other people or when you're basically putting your own value in the val um within the value of others then you're in turn going to value value yourself less because you know you're you're putting more stock into what other people want and over time it's just going to break you down and down until like you know there's nothing left and I don't want that and you don't want that so you must practice on essentially um doing what you want to do and doing what you're passionate about 
and speaking on what you want to speak about. Don't let anybody ever tell you what to not speak about and what to do because they're not you. They don't have no power over you unless you let them. And once you relinquish the power other people have over you, your power will skyrocket and nobody will be able to suppress that except for yourself. Now, of course, there is a fine line between having so much valuing yourself so highly that you, you know, think yourself above others. And then there's, you know, of course, valuing yourself so low that you, you don't matter at all. You kind of want to have a fine balance in between to where, yes, I, you know, hold myself to a certain standard in this messed up world. And I, but I also like will never put myself so low to the point where um, I feel like I don't matter. So that's all I really want to say on that. Um, I, I think that's a very important uh, thing, valuing yourself and holding yourself to certain standards and not letting other people determine what you are going to do and what you are destined to do. So here's that. Uh, getting into um, an artist that most people know actually now, uh, Kendrick Lamar. Obviously, most of you probably heard of him uh, or like got wind of him through his recent album, which it's been a while. He put it out like in 2017. It was titled Damn. Uh, everybody knows the song Humble. But uh, I'm not really going to delve into that album. Uh, I really want to talk about a specific song called Mortal Man on Kendrick Lamar's Junior. Yeah, that was his third album. His junior album, which was How to Pimp a Butterfly. And the re relevance of the conversation that Kendrick was having with Tupac and also what he was speaking about in the song. So the song kind of uh, essentially starts out with Kendrick asking his fans that, um, will you stick with me when things get tough? Because a prophet is only as strong as his followers. And that really spoke to me because, I mean, there, um, you know, there were a lot of, there's been a lot of great leaders in the world, though, but um, every leader has had people that have come to the realization of, do I want to follow this person to the end, or am I going to basically, you know, leave, the, leave them because I'm too afraid that what they're doing is going to get, is going to be bad for you know, the, the people that are following them, or it's going to be bad for me. So it's really powerful because like, when you think about it, every person of influence is only, like I said, only as strong as the people that support them. Once people stop supporting you, you lose a lot of your power, you know, except for the power within yourself. Uh, so, you know, he was speaking on that. And then he was speaking on people like Michael Jackson and Martin Luther King and Moses and Jesus, um, all kind of figures that like were held to a very high standard. And don't get me wrong, I'm not comparing Michael Jackson to Jesus or Moses, but there are people that saw Michael Jackson like on some like a holy level of he cannot be touched and things like that. And he was speaking on the allegation against Michael and saying like, oh, like, do you think that he did those actions? Um, do you really believe that? Or are you 
are you now becoming a skeptic only after years of being a fan of this man? I mean, it really says a lot about you to say that you're becoming a skeptic right now when you really believed in him as a, as a person. And don't people can do bad things, of course, though, but, you know, for, you know, it to be somebody like, you know, for you to like switch up like that, it just speaks to how people are very fickle when it comes to who they're going to get behind. Um, and this can really relate to politics, but I'm not going to get into politics. And then um, later on in the song, he kind of gets um, to talking with uh, Tupac, uh, or not really Tupac, but uh, well, yeah, it is Tupac. So Kendrick basically got a hold of a recorded um, interview that Tupac was doing with a guy. I think it was in I think it was in Germany, but I could be wrong. And he was speaking with the guy, and basically Kendrick was in the place of the interviewer, and he was asking uh, Tupac about the state of the world and how basically the poor people and the dynamic between the poor people and the rich. And he was saying like how the poor people are essentially going to swallow up the rich because the rich will essentially get super um, fat and not want to do anything. And the poor will be so fed up with the fact that nothing is being done to better their situation that they're just going to essentially rise up against the the rich and keep this in mind that the whole um, aspect of the album was how to pimp a butterfly. The original con- the original title of Kendrick's album was How to Pimp a Caterpillar, um, which spells out uh, Tupac. Hence, why Mortal Man, um, in- the last song of the album, ends with Tupac to pimp a caterpillar. Um, but really intriguing because, um, of course, we all know that... Um, like the the uh, the poor people, in my opinion, they represent the caterpillar, or this can even be um, asser, uh, related to the black man, and how uh, the black man essentially is a caterpillar, and it isn't until he wakes up to uh, to the fact of what America is doing to marginalized groups of people that you turn into the butterfly and spread wings of change hence the butterfly effect. Um, and I think that's really powerful because me, uh, being the type of guy that I am, uh, I want to basically be able to affect change positively amongst my communities and not just community, of course, uh, the world though. I feel like I'm still in my cocoon and I'm still like coming out into what I need to become in order to spread wings of change. I mean, um, I feel like the uh, rapper that recently died, Nipsey Hussle, like he was a great rep- representation of what Kendrick was talking about in that song, how like he used a caterpillar and he became the butterfly. However, his wings were clipped. So he never really, his potential to spread and make change was cut short. However, in a way, it wasn't because they're still affecting change today, and even after his death, and in the future, it will still affect people, and it will spurt other butterflies to flourish. So, um, that's really the things that I liked about the song. I would definitely recommend you go 
and check it out. It's on Kendrick Lamar's 2015 album, To Pimp a Butterfly. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like it's a really iconic song, so we'll definitely check it out. Uh, the next thing I want to get into is one of my personal favorite values, um, which is being open to growth. Uh, of course, you may be asking, why is this my favorite value? Well, um, I believe that being open to growth is important because if you cannot be open to new experiences and different people's perspectives, then I do not believe that you will ever grow as a person. Yeah, that may sound a little harsh, but there's a lot of truth to that because think about it. If say that um, you got accepted to go to a college out of state and you also got accepted to go to a school in your hometown and you choose to stay at the school in your hometown, well, one thing will happen well, actually, two things will happen. One thing that you're not really getting, you're not really growing because you chose to stay in your comfort zone. And at the same token, you're staying sheltered, which means that you're not really getting other opinions from other people that might be foreigners or people that live in other states. Because all you know is where you come from. And yeah, you may feel safe where you come from, but at the same time, you're never going to learn and you're never going to truly be educated on the other cultures of the world until you actually get out of get out of where you live or where you were born. Um for me, like you know, I definitely value this value being open to growth very highly because everything when I was going to high school, like I was around a lot of diverse individuals, a lot of different ethnic groups, and I heard different perspectives from different people uh, about their personal life, about their views and takes on the world. And then I shared my views and takes. And then we actually, you know, came to um, a realization that uh, we, you know, we wanted the same thing, but we wouldn't have come to that realization had I never met them or had I never been put in an environment where I would have had to think outside of the box. Um, what I feel like this also does is when you also don't, uh, when you aren't open to growth and when you stay sheltered, I feel like it makes you more anxious and um, have more anxiety to actually go out and see new people because you're so afraid of uh, what the what the other parts of the world are going to bring to you. And I, I don't really want... Um, I, I don't want that. I, I know you don't want that. Everybody should want to uh, not be afraid of the unknown. You know, if aliens came down to Earth, like I heavily believe that we would all like turn on them, though, because, you know, like I said, people are kind of dumb like that, though. Instead of us being like open to, oh, it's a new species and they might not want to fight, I feel like we would all turn on them, though. And I feel like that would be a result of just a lot of people are so used to where they're from, they don't want to see change. I mean, the human race and overall does not like change. But I am a strong proponent of that if we cannot learn to change, then things will stay the same or they won't really progress. We'll just keep going in a circle. And yeah, you may think things are changing, but they aren't because we're not really evolving out of our current state of being or our current state of mind. So... That's really all I have to say on that, but that's why it's my favorite value. Um, it's definitely 
like my top top one there aren't many other ones that are like really top that value of mine and you'll also hear me like say that um if you've asked me like what my favorite value is in person you also hear me say that it's open to growth because i feel like there is to me besides perseverance there is no other greater value than being open to growth that is the ultimate value of learning so and with that um i'm gonna get into um a new artist as you know in my previous episodes i've always introduced um or i've always like I've kind of mentioned like new artists. Uh, first time I did this was with Hobo Johnson. The second time was Jay Electronica. So this time is a girl um, that is from Newark, New Jersey. And her name is Leah Janae. Um, I kind of found her out when I was searching on YouTube. And then I found like an interview with, uh, I don't know if it was with Ebro or with Sway, oh no, it was with, um, it was with, um, shoot, kind of think of his name, Big Boy, yeah, and she was brought on, um, essentially just to have an interview, because she was actually, um, a finalist on The the Four, which is like a singing, uh, competition, very similar to American Idol, and, um, other talent-based shows, that broadcast on TV and she was a finalist on there and she really can sing. Like she has like an amazing voice. She's 17 years old. Um, also if you're wondering how to spell her name, it's L E A H. And then her last name is J E N E A H. And she put out a mixtape called Leah meets Nina, which I feel like is a very, um, a very good take on like coming out as a new artist because um you know it it's just a it's a unique project though to say to the world like yeah i can sing and you better watch out because i'm coming for like the number one spot like in r&b and hip-hop and stuff so yeah she's she's doing it um also uh, i don't know if you guys know who this hip-hop group is but she's being mentored by naughty by nature which um if you know the song Hip Hop Hooray, uh, which is basically like a hip hop anthem, uh, they're like an old school group. Um, you should also go check them out. But uh, if you're into like old school rap and hip hop from like the 80s. Uh, but yeah, she's being mentored by them. And, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of great things. I definitely can see her making like some really great music. Um, so, yeah. But yeah, the album or the mixtape Leah meets Nina. Essentially she took a lot of Nina Simone's like classic songs. And then she expounded upon them with her own viewpoints on what Nina Simone was talking about, which I feel like is really great. Like what artist is really doing that except for like, I mean, we had Jay Z, which sampled Nina Simone for the story of OJ, but like what young person do you see like sampling a great singer like Nina Simone? Like, that's just genius. Like I don't see anybody doing that and she's not really getting, she hasn't like, she's gotten attention, but um, she definitely needs more attention. So like I said, you guys should definitely check out her YouTube page and Instagram if you're interested. Uh, and yeah. Yep. So that's really all I wanted to say. I know this was a pretty lengthy and in-depth episode, but I'm glad that you guys um, stuck around. If you did stick around, 
Um, just so you know, just some business uh, stuff on the side. So you can find this podcast on YouTube every Saturday at 9 a.m. Uh, it is now available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Anchor.fm, and a few other platforms that uh, aren't really that big, but um, but it's on those as well. And uh, it is going to be out today, uh, Thursday, April 11th, uh, sometime probably in the afternoon or early in the morning, depending on when it gets uploaded. But it's also going to be on SoundCloud if you want to uh, check it out on there as well. But uh, with that, um, there will be more conversations at another time, at another date, at another place. And I hope you all enjoyed. I hope you all have a wonderful rest uh, of the week uh, or Thursday or whatever day you're li- listening to this on. Uh, I hope to see you then, and uh, I'll talk to you guys later.